In a world empowered by next generation technologies, the links between systems have become more important than ever. Welcome to The Critical Connection, a limited series podcast where we will talk to some of the most knowledgeable people in the industry in an effort to take a closer look at these vital conduits of power and data. This podcast series is a joint production of Avnet, a leading electronics component distributor, and Amphenol, a leading manufacturer of interconnect solutions, along with electronicdesign.com, your source for electronic design and engineering know-how. I'm Alex Palt, your host and editor-at-large at Electronic Design. The focus of concern in the expansion and adoption of electric vehicles into society has recently shifted from range anxiety to concern over charging speed and accessibility, which is driving the development and expansion of the EV fast charging station infrastructure. These EV charging stations and kiosks are being deployed in more city places and more remote spaces than ever before, putting pressure on the design engineer to ensure that these charging stations operate in an optimal manner, no matter where they're deployed and regardless of the ambient environmental situation. What are some of the considerations that the designer should think about when choosing the connector suite for an advanced EV charging solution? How do you ensure proper performance, safety, and reliability for systems that are often exposed to harsh environments? Today, we have Mike Myers, an account manager at Avnet, and Caleb Cronister, a marketing specialist at Amphenol, and we'll be talking about the important design considerations in choosing the right connector solution for advanced EV charging systems. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. Thank you, Alex. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks, Alex and Caleb. But yeah, really looking forward to the conversation. So am I, gentlemen, because, well, this is a really, really interesting space and we're getting into some very interesting territory because as I mentioned earlier, um, the attention has shifted from range anxiety to charging speed. And so uh, they are related, but different issues to the design engineer. You know, um, let's get started by talking about the actual playing field. Caleb, can you talk, tell us about the uh, different levels of EV charging? Yeah, Alex, so that is a pretty loaded question. This might be a lengthy response, but we do need to preface it. And it's important that we define the three levels before we start talking about uh, more in-depth processes. So um, one misconception that people have, so EV chargers are used by fully electric vehicles and also by plug-in hybrids. They're not used by traditional hybrids. That's because traditional hybrid vehicles are not charged by an external charger. They're charged by either regenerative braking or by the engine. I'm gonna skim over level one EV charging. Um, it's 120 volts. The charging speed is pretty low and they can be pretty nice for the hybrid plug-in vehicles. However, standard electric vehicles don't typically use them very much. So, and the standards are pretty well set. So I'm gonna go on to level two EV charging. That's 208 volts, 240 volts. It has a charging speed of 12 to 80 miles per hour. And currently, this is the most common charger for daily EV charging. It charges the electric vehicle up to 10 times faster than level one, and will usually be able to charge the electric vehicle overnight. Level two chargers are, they can be installed at home and they have a 20, 240 volt circuit, just like those used for kitchen ranges or a clothes dryer, for example. Now on to level three EV charging, which is very popular now. They have a couple of different names, one of them being a DC fast charging system. Also Tesla supercharging falls under the category. These are 400 volt to 900 volt systems. 
and the charging speed is three to 20 miles per minute, which equates to up to 1200 miles per hour. So it's very fast, a lot faster than level two chargers. Now, unlike levels one and two, these are not installed at homes. So it's that's because very few residential areas have the high voltage supplies suited for level three EV charging, and also because the high costs required to install such a charging system. Um, as mentioned earlier, there are different names for level three EV charging, but that is just the broad category that it's called. Got it. You know, funny thing, Caleb, when um, the first time I heard you mention 1200 miles an hour, I'm like, that's fast. But I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> now, Mike, um, when you think about how that breaks out, how, where do you see it in the business world side of it? You know, what, what, where do you see the companies going with a level two solution over a level three solution? Yeah, those, uh, it's a great question, uh, Alex. Um, you know, at Avnet, because we see so many different markets, um, yeah, there's, there's going to have to be adoption at, at every level. And we're not only seeing, you know, charging needs at the, uh, you know, at the, at the car level where, you know, someone's driving their car every day, they're charging, you know, at home before they leave, they're charging at work, uh, they're charging on their way somewhere. But we also see um, there's a, you know, a new market for fleet vehicles too, where, you know, they mostly kind of maintaining construction company fleets and how those, you know, cars have to be charged. We've got a whole new introduction of motorcycles that uh, that need to be charged. There's an explosion in electric bikes. Um, and, you know, how do you, you know, charge those? And, you know, it's there's 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 a lot of different uh, things that we've got to worry about. And then uh, new markets, even like uh, farm equipment. And, and how do we charge those large batteries that, uh, you know, that need to have uh, the same charging capabilities as every everyone else? So, yeah, there's a lot of different markets. There's a lot of different challenges, and uh, that's why this is an exciting market to be in with uh, with Amphenol. Agreed, Mike. Now, Caleb, um, that implies what Mike said implies that you've got to address every environment as well, because you don't know where they're going to deploy these systems. That puts a lot of considerations on everything, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So depending on the environment that the EV charger is going to be in, you're going to have different challenges that you need to address. So that's why... EV charging systems right now, their designs are all over the place, depending on where they plan on putting the charger at. Um, one way to combat, combat like the thermal issues that come from being in a hot or cold environment is that you need material that is rated for the correct temperatures. I know here at Power Solutions in Amphenol, we use material that's rated from negative 40 degrees Celsius up to 125 degrees Celsius. So that means that we have a wide temperature range that can accommodate all climates in the world. And our connectors can also be tested and certified uh, in harsh conditions. Now, there are a couple of other factors that you should take into account when choosing the correct power connector, um, such as car current carrying capability, mating cycles, uh, the environmental concerns, which we addressed, size, vibration happens a lot out in the, out in the environment. And then there's also water issues that need to be concerned as well. Got it. Well, you know, Mike, beyond the technical considerations, there are also infrastructure considerations and location considerations on the business side. You know, what, what, what have you seen when it comes to that kind of deployment? Yeah, it's, uh, it's all over the place. Uh, you know, I, I talked to my colleagues and uh, yeah, we've got, uh, you know, people that are trying to uh, integrate these, these charging stations in a lot of different parts of the country now. You know, there's concerns of uh, 
you know, Arizona, the Arizona heat and how hot the box gets. It's already got high power going in there. And then you have to worry about the, the, the ambient temperatures. And a, a big issue also is cold. So, you know, my colleagues out in Michigan, you know, worried about the snow and the freezing temperatures and making sure that, you know, all that thermal, those thermal concerns are taken care of. So, um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot to be concerned about because maintaining an active working charging station, especially a high power one, is a, is a critical issue that uh, both Amphenol and Avnet are uh, trying to uh, figure out. Uh, and it just, the, the, you know, the, it just keeps changing on a daily basis. So. Got it. Well, that puts a lot of question, well, a lot of pressure on everybody in the chain, Caleb, right? Because then it's got to work within the grid that has to be designed well, it has to be deployable, repairable, uh, sustainable, agile, able, right? Yeah, absolutely. So all like the connectors in the system need to be field repairable. And they also need to be as reliable as possible to cut back on the field repairs if possible. Um, there are a number of ways to do this. Like one, uh, some connectors are created so that they're terminated on site. You can re replace and buy the set of the cables separate. You can replace them in the field. Uh, also, there are diff different ways that you can increase reliability, such as latching options, fuses, things of that sort that just kind of ensure reliability so that you're not going to have much damage when something does go wrong in the system and it's going to cut back on the repair costs. Got it. Well, you know, then Mike, that brings a question up of how much do the uh, custom, how much does the customer recognize the need for this performance, you know, being that the cable is often the last thing that they buy? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, that's, that's really the rub a lot of times because the connector is kind of thought about last and then it turns out to be, you know, one of the most important things that do you deal with in a, you know, in any type of equipment, uh, especially in charging stations, you know, with the high power and the high current, um, you have to you have to be ready for all those concerns. And like Caleb was saying, you know, the integrity of the system is is so important. Keeping the the charging station working, that again, um, from the business side, that will help you know get the more charging stations out in the system for people to actually use and not have to worry about when they're driving their electric car. So it's a, yeah, it's definitely a, a, a concern on, you know, on a daily basis, we talk about, you know, what, how we're going to solve these issues. Well, and it's a team, team effort, as it were, you know, when you think, think about deploying these charging stations in the wild, as it were, you've got to deal with third party suppliers because you've got RF systems involved and you've got to deal with a customer interface and kiosks and the whole retail infrastructure side. Um, yeah. You want to talk about that first, Mike? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, again, I, we see some car companies that have their own chargers and, and they're fairly straightforward. But, you know, the third party solutions that, uh, that are coming online, I mean, if you look at how many we need to put in, you know, in the system, you know, in, in the next five, 10 years, I mean, there's a tons of company that are, are developing chargers, um, you know, Wallbox, sure. But I mean, DC fast charging is what everyone's trying to make. And with those third party guys, you know, they're trying to monetize their solution also. So what you see is a, you know, a user interface, you know, a large uh, LCD screen that has to be connected. You've got the RFID systems, you have the, the payment terminals that are there. Um, then you have the connectivity issues with cellular and Wi-Fi. 
and you know all the board level connectivity that is related to that. Um, anytime you you know a consumer never really realizes this, but you know you open up a DC fast charger and you realize what's inside there. There's there's you know 10, 15 PC boards. They all have to be connected. They all have to be connected reliable, reliable, um, and safety wise is such an important part too. So you know the more complex these get, the more you know, integrity the system needs. And with high power and high current, you know, the Amphenol challenges just keep coming and we keep giving them more challenges and they keep solving them. So it's a, you know, it's, it's a great uh, working relationship uh, on these third party uh, solutions. Well, you know, that, that brings the question immediately to mind, Caleb, the integration issues, certification, verification, safety, and the like. And that's usually falls on the engineer. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So um, as the industry gets larger and larger, uh, more safety rated and safety tests are needed to ensure a safe connection. And then also with the security issues as well. So um, all of Amphenol's connectors and pretty much all the connectors that should be put into a level three EV charging should be certified. Now, the specific certifications, there's so many of them. Some of them could be like a UL certification, ROHS, IEC, there's so many standards in the market and they can all be tested for. Proper testing is really important to guarantee the integrity of the connector in the system. Um, you can also, on top of all that, there are state-of-the-art test labs that most of the, that Amphenol offers that can test for shock, thermal, pretty much anything else that you would need in the system. Got it. Um, well, that segues right into one of my other questions is, what are some you covered some of these design considerations uh what are some of the other design considerations when it comes to uh cable and connector selection yeah so in terms of performance power capacity and connector integrity are typically the two top uh, design issues that we make sure that we can address right away when designing a system uh, in terms of power capacity uh, it's pretty critical when designing a system you need to know how much power each connector is going to be capable of carrying, and you also need to know how much power your system needs for each connector to carry. Um, some systems also need to account for, um, in the future, there may be higher charging speeds that are required. So if you give your connectors some wiggle room, then they may be able to still be able to support that current carrying capability in the future. Um, there are also a ton of different cable connectors. So you need to work with engineers to figure out which one's the best. There are one piece, two piece, blade connectors, pin and socket connectors, card edge, bus bar connectors. Um, all those options can accommodate pretty much any application and can route power however you'd like it to. Um, in terms it. of connector integrity, it's also important. Sorry to cut you off there. Um, it's key to reduce energy loss as much as possible at the points of connection. Um, and a, a good way that you do that is through plating technologies such as Amphenol's AGT silver base plating and gold GCS plating um, that allows for ultra low resistance and an increase in carrying capacity. So we find that those are pretty important to a lot of our customers. Got it. Well, you know, that brings to mind, Mike, the uh, balance between custom solutions versus standard solutions. And what kind of adoption do you see in the field between uh people being satisfied with what's off the shelf and those that want a custom solution in the connector or cable? 
Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. I mean, I think uh, we give challenges to Amphenol every day. Um, we start with standard um, devices. And a lot of times the standards have been developed because of some customization they've done already. So we're able to give them kind of right off the bat, a really, really quality connector. But then there's always, a, you know, somebody wants something else. You know, it has to be fused. It has to be um, sealed. Um, you know, there has to be just, a, you know, a, a different grommet. And that's, you know, those are the things that working with Amphenol, we, we give them challenges, but because of their expertise, you know, there's like, okay, I've seen that before. I can solve that problem. So then that possibly could turn into a standard device also, which means adoption is way easier for the rest of the market. Now you're getting even a better um, customized solution that becomes a standard product, less expensive, and we can address a lot more markets right off the bat instead of having engineers saying, oh, this is so close, I, I need something changed. You know, it's been done already. So, you know, having that strategic relationship with Amphenol and giving them a lot of different challenges um, gives us a better chance of, you know, first time success at the, uh, in, with the engineering community when it comes to, you know, custom versus standard. Got it. Well, you know, then Caleb, um, that also then begs the question of how important your development partner is because that interchange is critical. So um, it's, I guess, not so much a question as it is a demand that modern development, you have to have an interaction between you and your supplier. It has to be more of a design partnership than just here, I need a part, give it to me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, working with Abnet has proven to be a valuable partnership for both Amphenol and, and uh, Abnet as well. Uh, not only due to the convenience for our customers because of their short lead times, but also as a marketing tool. Um, I'll give you an example. So let's say a customer purchases an Amphenol power connector off of the Avnet website to test in a system that they're currently working on. This connector turns out to work pretty well in their system, but they're interested in adding something to it to increase some reliability, such as a squeeze to release latch or maybe some signal contacts for the system. In this situation, they could contact Amphenol or Abnet would contact Amphenol and we would help them create that custom power solution exactly to their request. So that's a good example of how Amphenol and Abnet are great development partners for one another. Now, um, can you tell us about, about a couple of uh, products that you've developed for that space? The EV, high power EV space? Yeah, so we have a lot of different products built into EV charging systems currently, and uh, a couple of those I'll go over real quickly. Some of the more popular ones is our PowerBlade family. They're highly configurable two-piece blade connectors, and they offer high power, low power, and also signal contact options, and they're modular so that they can be customized depending on what your system requirements are. And they also come in board-to-board, cable-to-board, and cable-to-cable -cable options, so they're very versatile and can be placed all over the place in the system. Um, another popular one that we see nowadays is our bar clip connector. They are used to connect bus bars and bus bar interconnects are used a lot in level three EV charging because of the high currents that they're able to move. Um, they can be terminated to a cable, to a PCB, or even to another bus bar. Um, on top of that, we were talking a lot about field terminable connectors and we actually have a whole series dedicated to that. It's called our Easy Power Series, and they are outdoor slash water sealing technology and can be rated up to IP69K, which is as high as you get. 
that means that it'll be water resistant or waterproof, and then it'll also be dust resistant. Um, the reason it's called Easy Power is because it's easy to install and uh, cables are replaceable inside the field. Got it. Now, um, Mike, when you think about all of that and the whole arrangement of solutions, it really underscores the importance of working with your supplier in these cases, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, he uh, Caleb just mentioned something that's uh, actually kind of new to the industry that, you know, the bar, bar clip uh, bus bar connectors are really starting to uh, hit their stride because with newer technologies come different challenges and the grid is always going to be a challenge. Um, but a lot of these DC chargers, fast chargers now are including batteries in the actual charging station. So, you know, and the reason for that is uh, when it's not being used, the grid can charge these batteries. And so the, that, that electricity will be available when someone comes up and, you know, needs the, needs the charge. So um, stacking multiple batteries together, you know, having a, a you know, a, a supplier like Amphenol think outside the box and already come up with an easy way to connect uh, batteries together. It's a, it's a win-win for us because it's, you know, you're seeing a, a new technology in DC charging and we already have a solution for it. And, you know, this is the, you know, we keep giving them challenges again, they keep solving problems and uh, it's, uh, it's, it's really helping the market adoption of uh, different technologies and proliferating itself through the DC charging uh, market. So it's a, it's a really, it's a really amazing, you know, amount of work that these guys are doing to, to uh, keep their products up to date. I couldn't agree more, Mike. I really couldn't agree more. Now, uh, unfortunately, we could talk about this all day, but we have a <laughs> specific time allocated for this uh, podcast. So, Caleb, um, I'd like to know your final thoughts on this. What would you like our audience to walk away from this with? Yeah, so I hope that the audience got a little bit of a better understanding about what power connector to, to select and the different things that they should take into account when designing an EV charging system. Um, this is definitely a field that is already very large, but is only going to continue to grow as electric vehicles become more and more prominent in society. Um, so I hope that I was able to help them out in connecting or selecting the correct connector. And other than that, it was a pleasure speaking with you, Alex and Mike, and I'm, I thank you for having me. Mike? Yeah, um, I just, uh, you know, want to thank Caleb, too, for his expertise and, uh, you know, kind of just let the audience know uh, Amphenol uh, and Avnet together. Um, I think both companies feel that we have a global responsibility to solve the problems of, you know, this complex issue of electric vehicle charging and specifically DC fast charging, which is going to be, you know, very important in the future. But um, we're not only solving problems domestically, but also solving problems you know, all over the world, you know, trying to utilize alternative energy uh, to the grid and, you know, and all parts of it. So, you know, we've been around for a long time. Um, our automotive segment is very important, as is Amphenol's. And as more cars get uh, introduced every day, it seems like uh, there's going to be more and more uh, possibilities of uh, getting more chargers out there and making them way more efficient. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next uh, you know, five, 10, 20 years of development with, uh, with Amphenol. So yeah, thanks again for the discussion. It was, uh, was very, very well done. Thank you. Oh, I enjoyed it myself. You're very, very welcome. And I'd like to thank everyone out there in the audience for uh, taking the time to listen. We really appreciate it. 
have a great day. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Critical Connection, a limited series podcast exploring the links that tie together the world of next generation technologies. This series is a joint production of Avnet, a leading electronics component distributor, and Amphenol, a leading manufacturer of interconnect solutions, along with electronicdesign.com, your source for electronic design and engineering know-how.